Hello, and welcome back to Conversating with Carmen and Christina. I'm Christina. And I'm Carmen. And today we have, we are going to be discussing the new show, Grand Crew, and we're going to be discussing the first five episodes. So, all right, uh, this show premiered on NBC, and the reason why we chose this is that it is a Black cast. Like, I think pretty much everybody in this cast is, is Black, right? That's what it looks like to me. And so it's a group of friends kind of, it kind of like is in the vein of living single or actually, you know what it reminds me of? It's a black new girl. That's what it kind of reminds me of. If you say so, I haven't seen new girl, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you know what? It's on our list. It's okay. We will get to it. Um, but what I do like about this that is different than other um, sitcoms about a group of friends is that it's very male centric. Like it really kind of ex- um, centers the black male experience. So it's kind of an interesting thing to, to sit back and watch. Yes, it's, it's an interesting show, but um, I, I shared this with you earlier. So I'm gonna tell the viewers as well. When I first heard about this show, I did not want to watch it because as a writer, I have actually previously uh, come up with an idea for a show that's very similar. And so I was thinking, what? I don't want to watch this. This is just like something that I thought of a while ago. And the show that I thought of, it's actually titled The Crew. And I filmed the the first episode. And let me just share with you a a little bit of the similarity here. So I want to hear this. (laughs) The log line for Grand Crew is a group of friends unpack the ups and downs of life and love at a wine bar. And then the log line for my show, The Crew, is the lives and loves of a group of young professionals from different backgrounds whose friendships with each other help them to cope with life in Los Angeles post-college. So, I mean, basically, we're kind of describing pretty much the same thing. And so when I initially heard about the show, I was like, no, I don't want to see this because, like, I'm mad that such a similar show was on the air and mine isn't. So my, my well, she was really upset about this too. Yes. Like I, I was really in my feelings about that. Um, but I went ahead and I watched and. Um, okay. Having watched it, like at least the first few episodes, do you feel that yours is, is similar or do you see enough difference? Do you see differences? I, I see, I do see both similarities and differences. So I feel like if I do eventually do put my show out there for everyone to see, people can enjoy both and and see, okay, yes, these shows are similar, but there are differences. And, and you know, and to be honest, that's the thing I think is so important to realize. And especially when it comes to shows about a group of friends. I mean, we can probably name at least five off the top of our head. And I think I've named a couple already. New Girl, Living Single. I mean, there's been Friends, you know, Sex in the City for like the, you know, the older, sexier female version. There was Girlfriends. Um, You know, Harlem, I think is new and uh, out, which is about a group of friends, which I think we'll be watching later. But it's kind of, I don't know, like, I, I feel like that 20s on BET, I feel like this is one of those kind of categories where it's easier to make a show about this because I think it's so relatable because we've all you know 
like we've all kind of had our group of friends. We've all kind of been in those pivotal points of life, either been in or are in them at this moment. And uh, I, so I think it's easy to relate to this group of people who are, you know, with their friends and just kind of experiencing and learning about life, which is why I think there's so many shows like that out there. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I definitely think that is why there's room for so many because it, it can be very relatable. And especially when different shows do have their own little, uh, you know, things that are, are different where some people may kind of relate to a little more or less, but yeah, I definitely see why people like this type of show. And, you know, I think it all too will boil down to you as a writer and like your voice. Cause I mean, just out of curiosity, cause I don't know, like I've, I've never seen her show. I've never read her pilot that she, that she wrote. Um, like was yours, um, did it have like a lot of male members? Do you tend to write more about the female experience? Like how was that somewhere different? Well, um, that was one of the differences that I noticed between my show and this show. Like immediately, as soon as season one, episode one, when the narrator was talking about the male experience and showcasing the male cast members talking about men, I was thinking like, okay, great. So that's a difference because my show doesn't do that. My show is similar to Friends, except for on Friends, all the friends are white. And on my show, none of the friends are white. So that's- The living single. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, may- maybe. But um, I didn't watch Living Single that much, but I didn't watch oh Friends goodness. much either. See, yeah. Uh, so I <laughs> did not watch Friends in its heyday. Sorry, this is my soapbox moment. <laughs> I did not watch Friends in its heyday, although I did watch some episodes later. But living single actually predated friends and friends kind of like there's a whole thing where it kind of you know yeah a lot of people were saying that you know friends was basically just like a ripoff of living single and i I really watched much of both but out of the two of them i did watch more friends episodes so that's just kind of why i say like my my show is similar to friends but it's just, I think it's my pet peeve. I'm like, whenever somebody's like, well, you know, friends, but not white. So I'm like, you're talking about living single. That's living single. It came first. Okay. Sorry. It's still a great show. I love that show to this day, but anyhow. Yeah. So you, so you write more about like the female experience. Well, but I guess the, the re- I guess, okay, here, I think is another reason why I say more like friends though, not just, um, unknown, but also because I feel like friends is more kind of equal with the men and the women Mm -hmm. living single. I think maybe a little bit more focused on the women. And with my show, I did try to make it more equal with women, but I think just because I'm a woman, it did kind of slightly lean more towards the female perspective, but I did try my best to kind of have both sides be represented as best as I could. But with grand crew, it, it is clearly more from the male perspective. And so I definitely appreciated that as a huge difference from what I was doing. Now, my second thought when I was watching this was like, okay, I was like, well, Christina probably writes more about, you know, the female perspective or women. Um, but then I was like looking up Nicole Byer's character, who is uh, Noah's sister. And, you know, she's very 
kind of audacious and sexual. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's in it. Like, I wonder if Christina had that character in here, like the Samantha Jones-esque character. So did you have one of uh, one of a character like her in yours? Um, well, one of the things about her character that I did have in mind was I, I did have a girl that was plus size, which I think is important because it's important to represent all different types of people. So that aspect of the character I did have. Also, I, I have a character who is a sibling with another character. I have a brother-sister sibling duo. Oh, that's um, interesting. Similarity um, that would involve um, Nicole's character. But as far as her being like really sexual, Hmm. Yeah, I would say the sister character would be like that. Huh. Um, so yeah, the, I mean, the, yeah, there's there's some huge similarities. I don't know why I didn't send you my pilot to watch before we did this episode, because um, then you could speak from actually seeing it instead of me just describing it. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I think this is good. Like we could talk about this um, at least from my point of view, like having kind of an unbiased way of being like, well, you know, things are, you know, can be similar in Hollywood or blah, blah, blah. But like, it would be interesting to read it and come back and either be like, yeah, no, it was different enough or y'all, Christina is owed some money. Yeah, I mean, I would say overall, it, it would be different enough, but just the thing that like kind of throws me off the most is like the title, cause like, okay, this show is the grand crew. My show is the crew. But like, it's interesting though, because with this show, it's called the grand crew, but there's no specific reason why. But like on my show, like the two siblings, their last name is crew. And they oh. have a family restaurant and, and it's, that's what, you know, the name of the restaurant and they have like a catering company. That's the name of the company. So like they have the company name, and also like the family last name. So it kind of, I have a reason for this title. I don't know what the Grand Crew people have as their reason for that title. Um, yeah, I just started to like go look it up and I don't see anything so far. So I'm going to see if I can look and find out like what, like why specifically it's- um, Right, Grand Crew. It's Grand and, Crew. You know, and with me, it was also a play on words because not only is it the, the last name of the family and and- the name of the family business, but also it's it's a crew of friends. And so maybe that's what Grand Crew was thinking, just like, okay, this is like a crew of friends, um, you know, because I guess crew and friends can be like a synonym type of thing, which I was doing. I, I was purposely playing on that word. So maybe that was their entire, entire intent um, was just to kind of play on the word of like crew being a synonym of friends. I don't know, but like, yeah, definitely send me your pod because I'd like, I'd love to read it and just see and be like, hey, yeah, either like, oh, actually, I would just like to read it. So yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll actually, I'll send you the pilot episode that was filmed, so you can just watch it. You know, even better. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited. All right, but while we're here, let's talk about the the show that did make it on TV. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie though, like. Right. Like, I feel you because even if, you know, my logical brain says there are similarities, I mean, you know, other people write different things. There can be more than one type of show at the time. I mean, look, one year, didn't we get like two or three uh, uh, Snow Whites or something or 
mirror, mirror, like all of that stuff. So yes, yes, lots of things happen, but like my salty brain is going to be like, uh, no, if it's not mine on TV, it does not count. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you understand my feelings. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a petty person under this. I I can admit this now, but (laughs) the grain crew. So it's created, um, by Phil Augusta Jackson. Um, and I try, I'm trying to like be better about making sure that I point out who, who created them because as writers, we don't get enough credit. And I think that, uh, we definitely need to. And so, like I said, we watched the first five episodes and it is about this, uh, this crew of people, um, Nikki, oh no, no. Yeah. Noah and Nikki. Are they supposed to be twins? I have a feeling that at one point somebody might've mentioned something they were younger, but I don't recall. Okay. So they have, uh, the hopeless romantic, uh, which is it's which is, it's interesting to see from like an, in the guy perspective because most of the time when we see the hopeless romantic character on TV, it's always the woman. Yeah, I I, I definitely I liked them changing that up, and let me just say the thing that I liked most about the show because to be honest, there were some things I liked and there were some things I did not like, but this was the number one best thing that I absolutely love, love, loved about it. Echo Callum. I think he is so awesome. I've been a fan of his ever since he was on Arrow. He plays the part of um, a superhero called Mr. Terrific. Um, So his name is Curtis Holt, but his superhero name is Mr. Terrific. And I am a huge fan of the Arrow TV show. So obviously, you know, I saw Echo in a whole lot of Arrow episodes. And one of the interesting things about Mr. Terrific that really stood out for me. So the way his hair is in the Grand Crew, that's the way his hair was most of the time on the show when he was Curtis Holt. But then all of a sudden they need to go, you know, do their vigilante things. And you know how superheroes and vigilantes, they put on like their super suits. Sure. would he put on his super suit real quick, just like everyone else, but his hair would be cornrowed. So wait, okay, so hold on a second. So like hair in like two minutes. So that was very memorable about Mr. Terrific. Like dude braided his hair real nice, neat braids in like two minutes. Anytime he had to go do his vigilante stuff. I feel like a, a hat would have been more efficient, but okay, you know what? Uh, but um, that's like a superpower thing. And it was never mentioned that that was like his superpower being able to braid his hair real quick. I mean, but like, does he like, okay. Cause we watched the pilot, but I don't remember. Like, do they, do they have superpowers or are they just like people who just do stuff? Well, so the majority of the characters on that show don't have any actual superpowers. They're more similar gotcha. to the Batman types where Um, They have other special skills like super intelligence or super martial arts or things like that. So Echo's character, he was super intelligent and he was super good at like technology. And he was like a really good like um, uh, like tech person. He was good at like inventing things and inventing like these really helpful gadgets that really helped the team. And so he was kind of like the nerdy type. 
Okay, so he's doing all this real quick, apparently. Yeah, so yeah, he's doing all of this without magic. Okay, hey, props to Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, so that is what I absolutely love about this show is I get to see Echo again because Arrow, unfortunately, has been off the air for a little while. So it was nice getting to see him again. And the rest of the cast, I, you know, I don't really know those people except, um, the narrator that unfortunately they only had on for episode one. I, of course, I know who he is. Everybody knows him, but. Garrett Morris. Yeah, I actually, I was really surprised because when I popped it on and I saw him talking. So I was like, oh, I wondered if they were going to have him back. And um, I, I wonder if some of this is just, because he's, how old is he now? He's, you know, um, oh, he's 84. Um, so I don't know if it's just a matter of what, I, I don't know. That's actually kind of an odd choice, I think, for a pilot. And it's because so much about a, a, of the function of a pilot is to set up the structure of the oncoming episodes, you know, like the rest of like the regular episodes, how they're going to flow. And so it's really interesting to have this narrator character that we just never see again. I agree. But you know what I kind of think happened? And of course, this is just my own speculation. I have no idea what actually was occurring. But the pilot was very different than all the other episodes. And one big difference was what you just mentioned, the narrator only being there for the first episode. Also, another huge episode um, difference between the pilot and everything else is that there um, was another main character that was part of the group of friends who wasn't introduced until the second episode. So it kind of leads me to believe that like after they made episode one, they kind of showed it to people and, and they were like, oh, let's cut the narrator and add another female friend to the group. Oh, that's interesting. Um, okay, so wait, you're talking about, you're talking about Faye who gets added. Right, exactly. Right, okay. It's, it's kind of odd that she is a main character um, in the opening credits on all the billboards advertised like this is, you know, the entire main group of friends, which includes her, but episode one, she wasn't there. And it's not like that's the first time that's happened. That's happened quite a few times. Like for example, in Seinfeld, the character of Elaine, she wasn't in the first episode. So she, she came in episode two because they got a note that they needed to have a woman in the main cast. And so that's why um, she was included in the second episode. And also on our Grey's Anatomy podcast, we talked about how Alex Karev was added after they made the pilot, but they did it differently with that, where they actually digitally included him in the pilot. But but with Seinfeld, Elaine, who was always a main character, was not in the first episode because they didn't get the note until later. And so she started in episode two, similar to Faye. So I think they got a whole bunch of notes after episode one. And, kind of, and you know what, I have to remember that this is a network show. I mean, because I watch everything on streaming, I always tend to think that it's, you know, shot like a streaming show for like Netflix and things. They tend to shoot all of these things at once. Um, so I, I, I'm curious as to if they got those notes and made those changes, because I think the way pilot season works is like, you get greenlit, you'll make a pilot, you get notes, and then you go to series order. And I know that that can change a little bit. I'm just curious as to why they didn't just redo the pilot or if it just wasn't such a big deal that they were just like, you know what, that's fine. We're just going to continue on. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of odd to me, especially because honestly, like I felt that that second episode with the whole rom-com thing of it being the you know platonic relationship between the sister and her new friend as opposed to the romantic relationship with the brother and the girl I thought that was awesome like the whole everything about yes and I loved it so much more than episode one and like especially like his realization at the end like you know what like this was your rom-com, not mine, because we were at all of your favorite places doing everything you like to do. So this was, you know, a, a friend for you to meet, not a girl for me to meet. And so everything about that episode, I love. So I really feel like after episode one, somebody was like, hey, do this, do that. And it worked because I, I did think it was better. Yeah, you know what, I will say that episode I really did like, and I and you're right, I, I liked it specifically for that reason, because it kind of turned that whole rom-com thing on its head. Like it Mm -hmm. kind of felt like we were going to go to either she was going to keep saying no. And then no, he was not going to get his rom-com moment or then he would magically pull it off. So I love that we got the rom-com moment, but it was, like you said, it was that platonic friendship, which I think sometimes is always undervalued in shows. And it's good that they had a second woman. Like you didn't see new girl, but the premise of that show is one woman, Jess, has uh, lives in a loft with three other roommates, three male roommates. Um, but she has her best friend, Cece, who's a frequent visitor and part of the main cast. And so I think having that second, you know, kind of bit of female energy to help balance, you know, it just helps balance things out. Yeah, I think in this show, it was something they needed, but I mean, not necessarily in all shows, because like, you know, using Seinfeld again, as an example, they only had just Elaine as the only woman in the group of friends. And it was perfect that way. Like, I feel like if they had added another female main character, it would not have worked as well as it did with just the one. So I I think it kind of depends on the show, but for this one, it did improve it. Fair enough. I haven't actually really watched Seinfeld in years. I watched, I remember being younger and watching a few episodes and some of it was fine. I was probably too young at the time, but then the whole Michael Richards thing happened in the comedy club and like the racial epithet when you started calling people the N-word. I I heard about that, but for me, I had been a huge fan of the show and watched all the episodes prior to that happening. And I mean, I never watched the show for him. I never really cared too much for his character, um, but I, I, I enjoyed the show. And after him, like as a person did that, I was still able to watch the show and enjoy it. So I guess I just kind of compartmentalized it where it's like, okay, the person was doing something, but the show I still enjoy. See, and I think maybe it's because I wasn't that into it or like I hadn't, I didn't have this level of attachment to it. It definitely colored my thinking. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't watch it. So even now, like when they started playing reruns on Comedy Central and I'm just kind of like, click, maybe I'll go back and try. You know, and when things like that happen, like I feel so bad for like the rest of the cast who was involved. It's like, okay, like it's a great show the other actors 
weren't participating in his foolishness. And now there's so many people who aren't going to enjoy the show because this one clown ruined it for everyone. Well, I mean, and honestly, it's kind of like that, the whole Cosby debate. Like, what do we do with the Cosby show, especially since that was such an important show? I mean, just even in the Black community. And it's a good show on its own. But, you know, now it kind of has the stench of Bill Cosby and his real life, you know, crimes over it. And so what do you do? Do you watch it? Do you not? I remember, and, and my, actually, my answer there is kind of the opposite of Seinfeld, which feels a little hypocritical, but um I, I, at first I couldn't watch it and I know they had taken away all of the reruns, but then they started playing him back and I watched them. I watched a different world. Um, of course he wasn't really in that. And then I watched some of the Cosby show. Um, I still love that show, but it didn't, I think I, because I had that attachment that I don't have to Seinfeld. Hmm. So then I guess, you know, your situation with Cosby was similar to mine with Seinfeld. And I feel the same way as you do uh, about the Cosby show in regards to, I loved that show prior and I continue to love that show. It, it meant so much to the community and it's a good show. And, and I just, I separate the actors and the characters and. I will say though, it is hard to do. And sometimes I do, I will admit, I feel very guilty about it. And the question is, should we be able to separate because I think sometimes that's how people get a pass like the R. Kelly like oh yeah they do this but oh god that music oh god you know but I think part of it might also be when it involves other people so for example with the Cosby show there's a big whole ensemble cast of people but like with R. Kelly for example I don't listen to R. Kelly's music and the reason why I don't listen to it, I mean, I was never a fan regardless, so I guess it doesn't really matter for me, but now I purposefully don't listen to it. Like, right. But I mean, I guess that was kind of forever because I kind of always knew he was like that. I mean, this is kind of news to some people like, oh my goodness, we didn't know. I kind of always knew. So I kind of never really liked him or his music, but <laughs> right. is he's one person. And so if I do or don't listen to his music or whatever, like it's all about him. This is his voice, his songs. It's, it's But it's not though, actually, because like when you think about R. Kelly is somebody who, one, he collaborates with other people and he's written a lot for other artists. So you might be listening and jamming to a song that, you know, from an artist you wouldn't even think, and it was written by him. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, where do you draw the line? Can you draw the line? I, and, and you don't have to answer it. I don't know the answer to it. I mean, I think for me at the moment, it would just be like... His voice. It, <laughs> but no, I mean, like if it's his voice on like if it's him it's, singing. If it's him and only him, that's a hard no. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and listen to him. It's not going to turn me on. It's going to turn me off. Because you know how people say, oh, his music is so sexy, whatnot. No. Right. Feeling that I'm turning it off. So if it's just him, it's a hard no. Um, but if 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 there's other people involved or, or whatnot, then then maybe I'll listen. But I'm probably not going to purposely listen. Did we get on this subject? I I don't even know. Like people listen to the Grand Crew, probably like, wait a second, how do y'all sit here? No, no, don't don't associate our show with this. No, okay. So we're going back to talking about the show. You were talking about uh, people that you knew, actors. I did know Nicole Byers, like not personally, but um, I remember her from other things that she was. She was on, I think, this 
uh, like dating or question show. Let me look it up because I'm going to say it wrong, but I remember her from that. And then she was also in um, the good place girl code. That's what it was. She was on girl code. Uh, the show where I think they, like, they would ask you questions and you would answer like about dating and sex and blah, blah, blah. Um, but she actually has uh, quite a, quite, quite a filmography. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Transparent, Family Guy, 30 Rock, The Simpsons, um, and some films as well. And she co-hosts um, Wipeout with John Cena. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so not really familiar with so much of the stuff you just named. It's a, you know what? That's okay, though, because by the time we finish our list, you will be. Well, at least, you know, with some of those. At least the good place. You will know the good place. Well, I did. I think I saw like at least the first episode of that show. I didn't really like it, but oh, good lord! Um, but whatever. That's not that's not our <laughs> current topic of conversation. So let's let's get back <laughs> to the grand crew. <laughs> okay, so out of these characters, so we have Noah, the hopeless romantic. We have his sister Nicole, who is a realtor, um, and she's kind of. Very, like she's very confident, very, you know, she, she's sexually active. Uh, we've got the married friend. We, you have the business guy who's also a vegan. Um, and Sherm, who is roommates with uh, the vegan. And I'm not quite sure what he does. It would, his his uh, description on um, Wikipedia says he's a journeyman and Anthony's roommate. I'm not sure what that means. Oh, and then he there's- He means Eric. unemployed. So he's like the Tommy of the group. Yeah. You know that what a reference I'm talking about, right? Yeah, from Living Single, right? No, Martin. Oh, I don't know. We were talking about Living Single earlier. I didn't really watch Martin either. Oh, no. Tommy was the guy who he always said he had a job, but then like he would never say what it was. And so that was kind of the running jokes of the series. He was like, yeah, I got to go to work. You ain't got no job, Tommy. Tell us your job. Where is your job? Mm, yep that sounds just like charm um so okay so do you have a favorite member of the crew well I mean maybe this is biased just because I love the actor and I, I really just like seeing his face but yeah it would be um the, the one that Echo plays Noah the, the romantic yeah okay. I don't know if I have one yet like I feel like I like little things all about them. I thought that I was going to love Sherm and Sherm is kind of a scrub. So <laughs> no. No, I don't know. I, no, I do not love Sherm. Sherm, oh my goodness. He was drinking all the kombucha and complaining about uh, the toilet paper and lying and crying a, a, about a, a story that wasn't true. It, 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 ugh. Oh, and then his, his rules uh, for when they were trying to set him up with somebody, but no, do better, better and hotter or whatever. He, I was like, boy, if you don't sit your behind down here, but you're right. unemployed behind down here. Exactly. Like, why would the type of person you want, want you? Like, you complain about everything. You lie about stuff. You have no job. Like, there's a list of things about you that would make the type of person you're interested in hesitant to say the least uh i one of the things that i did i thought was funny in the pilot 
was um, when Nikki was going on the Tinder dates and she was dating the black Republican or the guy that she thought was the black Republican and was trying to be like, well, maybe we could do this until she, what did she ask? Uh, what are your views on like women's rights in their body? And was like, nope, 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 nope. I thought that was cute. Um, I don't know. Like it was kind of weird for me because like, okay, so this one thing is your deal breaker, but it doesn't seem like you have many others because it seems like you freely date lots of different people, but just this one thing is- No, I'm sorry. I'm with her on this one. You look, you may not have like a ton of deal breakers, but the ones you have, you got to be firm about. And I'm with her on this one. If somebody does not believe in my rights, like in my bodily autonomy, you do not need to have access to my body. I'm with her on that one. Well, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Maybe just because that particular type of person is so unlike myself, but it's like, okay, I don't get it. Like, I don't get that you just have like this one big thing and, and you accept a lot of other stuff. And I also don't get that like you're already intimate with this person before you find out their views on on things like like your body and and other things that are important to you it's like okay all those conversations should have happened before he ever touched you but I mean well but you know like I mean like we found out though in what was it the fifth episode like she's kind of just she's in it for fun she you know like remember the episode where the guy uh decided that you know she 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 slept with him like multiple times in a row or like multiple days in a row and then he decided they were in a relationship yeah you know i i think she is just a person who's you know out there for fun and i'm not gonna knock her for that yeah i mean there's people like that but i guess just because like that's just so far from who i am i it's difficult for me to understand people like that Got you. Like, it's one of those things where I had to learn the hard way that that is not how I can operate because I am way too emotional for that. But, you know, I look at, you know, I mentioned like Samantha Jones from Sex and the City before. I appreciate that kind of character because they're usually very confident and very sure in what they want and they're able to go after it, get it and then keep it moving. And so I appreciate people who can live in their truth. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess she, you see that she was she was trying, but then like sometimes it was more of a challenge, like when her truth was she just wanted to be single. But then, you know, she ended up kind of trying the relationship thing because she kind of was trying to, to make him go away. But that brought him closer. And so she yeah, she she tries to, to live how she wants to. I do like that with her character, we get to see some like depth and variety. Like she's not just always kind of the, the comic relief. She's not just always about sleeping with guys. So I liked in that last episode where she was, we saw her doing her job and like she was trying to be good at her job as a realtor and show this rapper the apartment. And then Sherm is the one who's, you know, wiling out and trying to make friends and buddies. And we see her working and doing her job. And I, I, I did like seeing that. Yeah, and it's nice to, you know, wow, a character with a job that you actually see them at their job. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah, I'm like, okay, so what are the rest of them? We know Anthony's an accountant. Do we know what the, um, the Wyatt, who's the, who's the married one, 
I know his I think wife. His is, wife works, and he has no job. That's what I because she said he's the provider. So I'm like, does he just a stay at home? So what does he? You know what? Never mind. What? Okay. The dynamic works for them. Mm, I, well, I mean, it's that's well, whatever. If it works for them, but for me, I feel well, like if there's kids at home, it's nice if one of us can stay home with the kids. But if there's no kids, why is somebody just staying home? Well, I guess my question is like, when you say he, she's the provider, like, is does that mean that he does not work or just that she works making a lot more than he does? I don't know. I don't think that was really made clear. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, and it was interesting seeing them uh, be so competitive when they were hosting the, uh, the party at their house. Yeah, they definitely have an interesting relationship for sure. Yeah, I think whoever was, is, is weird. Right. But like, it was kind of cute in a way because I was like, this can go very wrong very easily, but it never went there. Like it seemed they were both very into it and each other. So it was nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So my only two thoughts like when it came to the other characters Faye, who seems to be a very interesting addition to the group. I will say it feels like she became one of the crew very quickly. Yeah, that was a little unusual. Usually you're not going to just like bring someone in so deep so fast. Um, and then the, what, how did you feel about this whole thing about uh, Anthony being a vegan, dating the non-vegan whose father was the barbecue uh, on the barbecue spot? I mean, it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life when he was referred to as a V-girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> I will say that, like, the whole thing, like, when they were sitting here about to eat their food and then the father popped up early and they threw that food away and I'm not even a vegan, but I was like, that food looks good. Why are you throwing the... No, sorry. Mm-mm, not happening. Yeah, like... You really had to go to those lengths so your dad wouldn't know that you were eating food that wasn't meat? I guess maybe there are some carnivores out there that are that hardcore about it, but... I don't know. I I think that, well, I I was wondering how they were going to do this, whether it was just going to be the breakup, because Anthony seems to be kind of like Nicole, Nikki, in that she's, he seems to be very... I, I don't know if it's anti-commitment, but yeah, he, doesn't he seem to be kind of anti-commitment? Um, not really. I mean, he he didn't have a problem with meeting the girl's dad. And I think it was her that broke up with him. Yeah, but he was the one who had all like the rules when Nikki was trying to get rid of that guy, uh, the one night stand who was trying to make it into a relationship. Remember, he had that whole book about the rules and you can't turn, you can't go backwards. You can't turn a relationship back into a one night stand. And so I thought he was more on that line. So that's why that surprised me a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I guess they didn't really make it clear because it did seem like he was all in with this girl, but then you're right. Then he was the one with the book of rules. And he might just be, have a more balanced approach. Like when I'm single, I'm single, but if I'm with somebody, I'm with somebody. Yeah, maybe. And now I need to look it up because I feel like the girl who um, played, the one who played his girlfriend, 
Um, I think that she was in an episode, a later episode of Grey's Anatomy in season 14. Yeah, I think she definitely had a part because I was looking at her. I was like, you look so familiar. And I'm going to have to look this up. But so which episode did you like the best? My favorite episode was definitely the rom-com one. And like, honestly, I feel like that should have been episode one. Um, But out of all five of the first episodes, that episode, episode two, was my favorite. I, I I think so too. I'm looking at the the list that you know I have a bad memory, so I'm trying to trying to remember. I thought the wine and fire was cute. I I actually did like the um the therapy one because I, I thought that it was interesting. Um, Wyatt trying to convince uh Noah to go to therapy, and then when he gets there and he just falls for his therapist, and how kind of navigating that relationship. I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, I, I found that interesting as well and it was kind of hilarious that ultimately the both of them just got these therapists that looked like themselves oh my god that was so funny (laughs) I mean I guess right like I mean I guess they send you what you need but I would kind of be like well actually I don't know can you teach me about me or are we gonna have the same blind spots like what's the issue Mm, that's a good point Okay, so I am looking at least, here. unless you're not like a complete like egomaniac type who's just like infatuated in love with your own image, at least you're not going to kind of fall in love with your therapist like he did initially if they look like you. Oh God, could you imagine the rest of them with therapists that were just like them? Like, could you imagine Sherm with his doppelganger <laughs> therapist? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hey, but at least his doppelganger has a job. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I need to stop being so mean to Sherm because I don't dislike Sherm. I just, um, yeah, Sherm, Sherm is Sherm. Sherm is definitely uh, the one that you have to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So having watched this show, um, having watched the first five episodes, what do you think? Is this going to make it onto your uh, 2022 slate? So I think that I, I did like it. Um, I wouldn't say that like I loved it, but at the same time, I feel like. No, hold a second now. Is it, is it you ain't like it or were you just, just still salty? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly, but I mean, I was able to watch those episodes and enjoy them and I liked it, but I, I didn't love it. But I also kind of think that a lot of that has to do with I think I'm more of a drama person than a comedy person. Ah, uh, okay. The majority of my favorite shows are dramas. They're not comedies. And so it'll be very rare that I will watch a comedy and be like, oh my goodness, I love this show. This is one of my favorite shows. Like, honestly, out of all my all-time favorite shows, the only ones that I can think of that are comedies, I would say are Seinfeld, Superstore, Fresh Off the Boat, American Housewife, Girlfriends. That's it. Those hmm. would be my top favorite comedies. And, and that's pretty much it. And there's like millions and billions of comedies. 
<laughs> you know, and I, comedy, I think, is one of those things that's so tricky because it, it either resonates with resonate it either resonates with you or it does not. And if if it's not your humor, it's just not going to be your humor. Yeah. And and I mean, this show, I, I, I did like it. And I think I may continue to watch, but I do think it'll probably be one of those shows that I watch, not like, oh my goodness, a new episode just came out. I have, I have to watch the new episode. I'm so excited. I have to see what happens next, but just like, oh. So I've watched all the other shows that I prefer and I want to watch TV and there's a new episode. So yeah, I guess I'll, I'll turn it on. You know what? Honestly, I feel like, yeah, this was definitely kind of one of those shows that I can see being a fun, like bingeable show, you know, like on a kind of quiet day or like a quiet Sunday or whatever to kind of when you just want to sit back and relax. And um, I could absolutely see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely see what ends up happening. Um, I am, you know what? It's not season 14. I think it's season 15. Sorry. I'm still like, this is driving me insane. I've been trying to figure out like, is this the person who uh, has come, who was in Grey's Anatomy? And I don't know if it is or not, but um, yeah. So I think as far as the show, I like it. I think that I um, am interested and continuing to, um, to to check it out and see what ends up happening. Um, I think it's a different perspective, and I think it's I think it's kind of fun, you know. Um, so we'll 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 see what ends up happening. I'm gonna, I have a lot of shows on my list this year. This is this is not going to be good. I know that's one of the things with us watching so much. The ones that we like and we do want to continue watching. It's like oh my goodness. Where are we going to get the time to watch so much? Because there's a lot of good stuff out there. So much good stuff. And like, just, and, and then like, it's so many platforms. There's so much, and you just, you always want to be part of the conversation. And like, I don't know, I'm just continuously feeling like, well, I can't even really be a part of these conversations because I can't keep up with everything. Okay, wait, I found her name. Uh, let's see here, Kalila Joy. Let's see if this is the same woman. I had to cross check. Um, okay, yeah, actress, got it. Let's see here. Um, known for film, Green Crew, Mason, Wine and Hip Hop. Yes, that is her. That is the same girl. I knew I was gonna find it. <laughs> Lord, that was gonna bug me all night. Okay. <laughs> I think that I think that wraps everything up that I have to say at least. Uh, anything else on your end, Christina? Um, no, I mean I I think I've pretty much said everything that I want to about this show. Um, so I guess I would just say overall to our viewers that it is definitely worth watching. I like it. It's it's a fun show. I'm happy I watched it and. So yeah, I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. Yeah, so um, definitely let us know if you, what you guys thought, if you liked it, if you didn't, who your favorite character is. Also, I'm going to watch Christina's pilot and see if she was, uh, you know, do some royalties, if, they, uh, if, she, if my girl was wronged. Um, and then I'm going to take 10% as her manager. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, you can follow us 
uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at Carmen and Chris, and that's at C-A-R-M-E-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S. And you can follow me on Twitter at Carmen Bree, and that's C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-I-E. And where can they find you, Christina? You can find me at Miss Christina 617. That's M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 617 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And until next time, have a good one. Bye.